You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. Welcome to another episode of Anti-Social Show, the only show that believes in putting the snippets to the snippets. I'm Hunter Block, and he's... Tyson Snippet, uh, Saner. Welcome, Tyson Snipper, Snippet, or Saner. Yes. So, um, we got to talking before the show. Um, well, first of all, how are you doing tonight? I'm okay. Yeah. I'm tired. It's late. But, you know, oh. whatever. You know. <laughs> I hear you. It's late so, where you are. <laughs> yes, definitely that. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I had uh, planned to do a recording tonight of something for the show, and then I said, uh, why not ask Tyson to uh, jump on if he could or wanted to, and as you can see, he's here. And, yes, speaking of tired, I myself fell asleep right before showtime and somehow managed to wake up at exactly two minutes before the actual start of the show. So we are also a little bit behind, but, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, it's been a long week. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. It, it, it gets busy around the holidays. I guess. I guess it would. Yeah. What? What? Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I don't even know what I can ask, so I'm just you know <laughs> trying to be vague. Uh, we already got snow up here too. Really? Already got snow. Yeah, which is unusual for this time. I mean, it's not uncommon or, you know, but it's unusual. And and what do you got there? I got some Synergy Trilogy Kombucha. Now, is that is that like fancy water or something or a juice? It's a, it's a f- fermented black tea. Ooh, okay. Basically, it's something that's popular out on the West Coast. So this one is um, it's kombucha, but it's the trilogy that's made with ra- raspberry lemonade and ginger on top of its already kombucha flavor. I see you got some gold peak tea there. Green tea, yes, sir. Yeah, this stuff's supposed to be good for your stomach. I don't know how the science is on it, but it's tasty. Nothing wrong with that. And it's probiotic, so that's going to help. You know, I feel about those probiotics. Anyway, you know, one of the one of the downsides of having a busy week is I can't I can't play Alien Isolation. Oh yeah, how's that been going? Have you been uh, able to play it at all? Well, yeah, a little bit. I picked up uh, Alien Isolation, and of course, because I watched you play it, uh, Red Dead uh, Two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I started playing. Uh, Alien Isolation first, and um, so right before we came onto the show, we were talking about the extended version of Hateful Eight, 
and how you get to see all the you know stuff they cut out of the movie. They did the exact same thing for Aliens. Um, you know, you find out that uh, Ellen Ripley wasn't just rescued, but she was also she also had a daughter too that passed away um, when she was rescued. Right. So the game is actually you're basically her daughter, uh, basically trying to find your mother. Ripley's daughter. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, right now I just started playing, so I haven't like fully got into the game. But there, uh, it's supposed to be really cool, though. So, is this show going to be for the future, or I mean, obviously all shows are for the future, or is this going to be released early in December? Because if it is, then we can talk about we can let people know what we're doing now, so they're not confused if they hear this in months instead of you know. Yeah, no, this is going to be early December, or whatever oh. uh, day in date in September or whatever. December. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so tired. It is. That's fine. It's early December now. It's uh, there's going to be a show that goes up. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be episode seventy-seven. Wrong. Then we're going to go ahead. I'm going to try and get this one out before the end of December, so it'll be seventy-seven point five. Wrong. Because there are many shows to come. There's some. I think we're up to like eighty-three or eighty-four now. Something like that. Ah, uh, but we're so much closer to one hundred now. Yes, we're that much closer. As far as shows that have been recorded, published shows, not so much. But uh, you know, we're getting there. So, uh, so that means we have to uh, definitely do something uh, epic for episode one hundred. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Then we could probably try something like that. So you were talking about gaming. Yes, you've been doing. Uh, you've been looking at Alien Isolation. There is an yes. episode coming up in the future where we talk about Alien Isolation just a little bit, but that's fine. I'm just pointing that. And also, uh, I have been playing more Minecraft. I saw that. Yeah, I've got a couple of more videos that are being edited and going to go up. Um, uh, I have to, I'm fitting it in between editing, succotash, and everything else. So it's it's uh, as far as <laughs> as far as the everything else pertains to editing when it comes to like. Child rearing and whatnot that all that takes a front seat to everything, everything to the actual everything else. So its front seat is the dad, and then uh, you know, and then comes work on shows and things. Absolutely, you know, it's funny because you said that we've mentioned uh, Alien Isolation in a, in a previous episode. Um, I got to thinking about how many times we talked about your lint roll collection in, in, in a few different episodes. At least a couple. Um, yeah, it's coming. Yep. <laughs> it's still funny. Oh, thanks. I got a, I had a big one the other day. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty big. That's pretty big. That is not quite as big as my head, but it is pretty big. I could do a, a perspective trick, but I'll accept you can see my. I can do this where I can go into the camera here. Hold on. No, it's not going to work for anybody. Let me, if I put it really... Oh, there we go. Okay. But now you can see my arm. So I'm trying to make it look like I have a roll of lint for he a head, but I can't work out the camera problem. I'm so sorry to the people who have to listen to this. <laughs> that's all right. Is that, um, is that even the big one? No, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think the previous one was this one. Not quite as big. I can see how... Yep. Yeah. So it's not. Sorry, it's not quite Christmas yet. It is not quite um, Christmas. No, 
Um, but what's interesting is I was watching uh, this video on on Facebook about Home Alone and you know the different uh, booby traps that he had set up, mm-hmm. and essentially. You know how many times he'd killed those guys in the course of that entire night? Oh, yeah. It was like a, a doctor like looking at uh, the the injuries in Home Alone and assessing how serious they would be, that kind of thing? Yeah, like, I like those, you know. Uh, the, like I the, what was it? The, what, how many the, times? The, sorry. Keep talking the, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so the, the can of paint to the head yeah. or the face. Sure. Um, the electric shock. Well, yeah. Or, um, the, 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 well, the doorknob one wouldn't necessarily kill you, but it would definitely seriously injure you. Oh yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but the the way they did it though, um, the the same side that that that, that iron uh, that iron rod or whatever it is is on would be the side they get hot, not the actual other side where the guy was touching. So you'd have to take a, a blowtorch um, plus that to the doorknob to get the whole thing to. Um, be hot, but not only that, the entire door would burst into flames. Oh yeah, a wooden door certainly would. By the time that thing heated up that, that much, you know. Um, yeah, so just, Kevin, uh, door heating scenes in movies. I yeah, can, so, I'm thinking of two, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, so therefore, you know, Kevin not only would have committed murder, but he would also do damage to his father's house. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking the Phantom Menace door heating scene where he's melting the door with the lightsaber, and then uh, yes, the other one is um, the melt the the melting door in well, it's it was uh, it was in this not this island or the other one, Forbidden Planet. I didn't see that. One. Creatures trying to get in somewhere, and it's the doors getting hot. Uh, it's pretty. It was a pretty cool film for the time. Young Leslie Nielsen with dark hair is in it. Hmm. Uh, science fiction. One of the first um, completely electronic movie s- soundtracks or scores, rather, scores soundtracks. I mean, it's like a soundtrack. Also, there's like original. Oh God, sorry. This differentiation between all these terms because technically a soundtrack, I guess, is like is a, as a literal thing. It's what people are hearing right now. It is a track, and it's made of sound. And then there's the True, but there's original soundtrack recordings or OSTs where people release songs that were in movies and sometimes bits of dialogue. But you know, like Quentin Tarantino would put in little bits of dialogue from his movies along with the movie, along with the songs that he put in the film on his soundtracks. Uh, movies like Train Spotting and Romeo and Juliet. You know, that's a lot of hit music. You know, and uh, so there's that. And that differentiates from the score. Like we've talked about how there's the Prince soundtrack of Batman, the Tim Burton Batman, and then there's the the Danny Elfman score. So when I said, what did I say about soundtracks? I said the, oh, electronic sound. music. Electronic uh, electronics. Music. Yes, electronic music. Yeah. So there's also the idea of the soundtrack. So, and I don't mean as the whole, as the whole, all the sound you're hearing. So, you know, the human speech created with computer too. No, everything. That's, so that's, that's, I don't mean that. There are no songs hitting music as far as I know in, in the movie Forbidden Planet. So so the score, basically. It's a, right. an electronic score and it was made by a husband and wife team whose names I can't remember right now, but I think the name I'm seeing the name B in my head. B E B E. I'm seeing with John Edwards. I'm seeing I'm getting a B and an E and a yeah. 
Anyway, but uh, so yeah, electronic music. I don't know why that came up. Why I brought that up. Experimental music. I don't know. So anyway, right, right. But that's that's it's still a soundtrack, though, right? Still a soundtrack. It's just yeah, the problem. Different type of music. Problem with the word soundtrack is that it can mean so many different things. It's one of the reasons why I like Esperanto. (laughs) So everything's pretty literal. It's a very efficient way of communicating. Anyway, yes. Well, well, that's like the when I was in um, Maine or New Hampshire, whatever it was. I think it was New Hampshire, some, something like that. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you can see that. Oh, there you go. oh this is uh, uh, demons. Yeah. So I picked up. I picked up. Uh, I picked up the comic and the uh, the soundtrack, and there's a there's a poster, but I hung it on the bookshelf here on the side of the bookshelf, and it's it's for uh, Andario's demon uh, or Dari whatever his name is, the Italian dude's uh, demons. Dario Argento. Yes, that's him. Okay. Um, but now the soundtrack. I don't think that's right. I think I'm thinking of a different guy. I think. I, I know that Dario, no, Dario Argento right. was definitely a guy, but I don't think he did demons uh, for some reason. I could be I could be wrong, but I'm seeing somebody else's name, like Bruno Bruno Foley or some. We had this conversation before. I, I think part of it. So let's see here. Part of it. I'm not saying that Dario Argento wasn't uh, involved because I don't know. It's just I I know there's uh, fudge. In popular culture, modern interpretations. Oh, this sucks. Or, uh, let's go back to it. What sucks? Um, it didn't come up as uh, okay. Here we go. It's 1985 film. Yes. Okay. So it was produced by Dario Argento. Yes, and screenplay by Dario Argento. The name I was thinking of actually, <laughs> there's two names. It was Urbano Barbarini. Barbar- Barberini, and I was thinking yes. of the name. I was thinking of the name Lamberto Bava because there's also a Mario Bava, who I think is a, yes. yes. So that's what I was thinking of. So yes, yes, uh, Dario Argento. So, but the, that wasn't the name I was thinking of. Was what I was trying to say. So I, and I wasn't sure that, like, it wasn't directed by Dario Argento, and he does did direct things as well. So that's why I was making that distinction. Okay, well. So yes, so the the the, the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who directed that? I'm kidding. Which is based off of Demons. What happened? Hmm? Oh, you're sorry. Uh, I think your your yours did too. You're kind of like frozen a little bit. Are you? Uh, are we here? Yes. Okay. Uh, demons. Yes. So the comic there is actually modeled after um, Demons Two. Oh. But but not actually Demons Two. It's kind of like a like a an ex, you know a story beyond Demons Two. Um, that's what that comic's for. And then the um, the soundtrack, which you would think would include like you know all the music in the movie, doesn't it? Just plays like the the scores. 
and stuff like that, like the ominous tunes and everything. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So. So neat. Yeah, that should be fun. I like a good soundtrack. Oh, it was. So yeah, there's music on that Demon soundtrack. Is it the Demons Two soundtrack or is it the Demons One soundtrack? No, no, no. Demons Two. Okay, so it's an adaptation of Demons Two. Yes. And it's the soundtrack to Demons Two. Yes. So the the comic book is an adaptation of Demons Two, and the soundtrack is from the movie itself. Okay. So it's not from Demons One, which also has has some. Well, it has some. Uh, Definitely some songs are as White Wedding by Billy Idols on that uh, album. Apparently, that first one. Here's a Motley Crue song. There's a few Claudio Simonetti songs. Rick Springfield mm-hmm. has a song on there. And then a few people I don't recognize. Oh, Go West. I've heard of Go West. Song called We Close Our Eyes. Well, anyway. So, yeah, and Demons 2. Um. Followed by Demons 2. Why is it... Dos. Who? Uh, dos. Demons 2. A 1986, the very next year. Same director, same producer. Um, uh, different... Oh, different cast. A Asia Argento is in this one. Okay. So we got Panic by the Smiths. Heartache by Gene Loves Jezebel. Wow. The Cult is on there. The Art of Noise. Dead Can Dance. I'm just mentioning the ones I've heard of. Uh, Love and Rockets. And then I haven't heard of the other ones, but that's cool. There's a group called The Producers. Uh, somebody called Caduta Massey. Uh, Pierce Turner. Peter Murphy. Anyway, so that's the Demons 2 soundtrack, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Neat. But, 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 I figure since it is almost Christmas, you got to make mention of all the really cool Christmas horror movies like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, also, too, another one is uh, Jack Frost. Which one? Jack Frost. Which Jack Frost? Is that the one with the it's killer snowman? Yes. Uh, assaults somebody with a um, carrot? Uh-huh. Yeah, not to be confused with the Michael Keaton film that came out the next year where he turns into a were snowman. Or he's just oh, a, No, it's not oh, what, where, No, sorry, he wasn't oh, a were snowman. He was reincarnated <laughs> into a snowman form or some weird stuff. Oh, where oh, oh, can you imagine like your superpower like, you know, you always wanted to be like a were something but like maybe like a were animal but instead like you became a were snowman. Yeah, I think it'd be really strange to want to be a were something. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, listen, you could be like a were cat or like, you know, a were wolf or, you know, uh, a were, uh, the, oh, you can't be a were dog. It's that same thing as a werewolf. Um, but like a were, like a were something. A were poodle. And a were poodle. Yeah, right. But even that would be better than a were snowman. Yeah. And yeah, so I, that's not correct. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the conditions for transformation would be for that. Because I mean, like. You know, there is a, there is like a weird dog movie. Disney made, you know, Shaggy the Shaggy Dog is basically uh somebody's cursed to transform into a uh to a to a big shaggy dog. Um and also I don't remember what the conditions are. I think it's on Disney Plus. 
I'm going to have to check that out since I have Disney+. Plus. There's a sequel called The Shaggy DA. Oh, by the way, they, they, they remade it with Tim Allen in 2006. So The Shaggy Dog. Yeah. Okay, well, actually, I'm sorry. They also remade it earlier in 1994. But okay, so the original film <laughs> is called The Shaggy Dog. It was 1959. It was Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. And it had Fred McMurray and Tommy Kirk and Annette Funicello in it. And, oh, Gene Hagen. Nice. Uh, Gene Hagen was, uh, was played um, Lena Lamont in Singing in the Rain. So this is 1959. So, yes. Yeah, so really quickly, he says, uh, Shaggy Dog is a black and white 1959 Walt Disney film about Wilby Daniels, a teenage boy who, by the power of an enchanted ring of the Borgias, of all, of all people, is transformed into the title character, a shaggy old English sheepdog. The film is based on the story of The Hound of Florence by Felix Salt. Well, there's, there's something I'm going to have to read. Uh, directed by Charles Barton, et cetera. So this was Walt Disney's first live-action comedy. Walt Disney Productions filmed a successful sequel in 1976, uh, so 17 years later, called The Shaggy DA, which starred Dean Jones, Tim Conway, and Suzanne Plachette. Oh, and then it was followed by a 1987 television sequel called The Return of the Shaggy Dog, as I didn't know, and then a 1994 television remake with Ed Bakley Jr., and then a 2006 live-action theatrical remake with Tim Allen. Now, you see, right there, hmm. if, I was gonna, if, if I had to pick something or somebody like gave me two options, right, I would definitely be a were dog or a were shaggy English dog or whatever that thing is, as to oppose, of, let's say, a were roach. A were roach. Yeah, you wouldn't want. To, well, you wouldn't yes. want to turn into a roach, no. No, because no. I mean, because then you'd, you'd have to either spend your time avoiding humans because you don't want to get stepped on, or avoiding other roaches that like want to talk to you because you hate roaches. So, right, right. Well, see, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like I wouldn't be like a, you know, if if, if you're going to be like a were roach, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know how like the like the wolves on Twilight, they're not the size of normal wolves. The wolves on Twilight, what? The wolves on Twilight. Yeah, like, like the werewolves on Twilight, they're like not the size of normal dogs or, or wolves. They're yeah, they're big, uh, gigantic. Yeah, so you know, becoming a were roach, you'd have to be like big. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this. Speaking of that, that's a Kafka thing. Franz Kafka wrote a book called The Metamorphosis when it's people like reference it all the time and it's basically um, so it was published in 1915 and it's mm. one of his best known works and it, okay so just briefly for the audience it says The Metamorphosis tells the story of salesman Gregor Samsa who wakes one morning to find himself inexplicably transformed into a huge insect uh, mm. which in German says uh, Ungeziefer Literally, literally monstrous vermin, uh, subsequently struggling to adjust to his new condition. The novella has been widely discussed among literary critics, with differing interpretations being offered. So, monstrous vermin, it says, but my understanding is that it's a cockroach. So, he's a giant cockroach. That is the... So, yeah. Um, and that's least, disgusting. At least that's what people had already said. Maybe people just said that so they could nail it down, because it's... Changed into a monstrous verminous dependency tree. Well, th- this book also was had to be translated from German, so there's it's pretty good. Uh, there's a lot cockroaches of cockroaches and ju- interesting words that are. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> no, no, 
you know, well, when you look at when you when you look at the uh, physical 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 physiology, whatever the hell that word is, I'm looking to pronounce of the cockroach. Uh-huh. It's actually quite fascinating because it has like you know its wings, its exos, uh, exoskeleton, uh, which is different than ours, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, so there's many f- interesting fascinations about the cockroach. The, the the problem is that cockroaches are just disgusting, inherently disgusting. Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I I'm curious, not enough to try them, but what they taste like, because I know people eat cockroaches. Uh, they prepare them in specific Ugh. ways. The, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Something of age. Yeah, you're like the word is disgusting. I'm like, no, there's a technical word for um, bug eaters. Uh, bug eating. It's it's an alternate source of uh, protein or vitamins or something. Uh, bug eat. In, I'll just put in bug ah, Wikipedia. Renfield was a bug eater. Entomophagy. It's the practice of eating insects by humans as well as by non-human species. Um, yes, it's been. I mean, it's been around for a long time, and it's, it's starting to like it's starting to spill over into and to, to be more widely available in in our. Uh, having access to it. Things like, um, you know, deep fried, cock- uh, not cockroaches, um, crickets, <laughs> deep, deep fried cockroaches, yeah, get I mean, your deep fried cockroaches here. I think they do that too. But I mean like, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're just like, you know, cooked and then here you go. There's usually seasoning involved, you know, I imagine. That- yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good because I mean, w- one of, uh, the things about cockroaches is the fact that females carry, uh, an enzyme on their backs and in that enzyme is their eggs oh. until they, until they hatch. Mm-hmm. That's why you never want to step on a cockroach because you can get the, that enzyme and those eggs on the bottom of your shoe and take them home. And then they hatch inside your house. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So just think about that. If they were to deep fry a cockroach for you or cook a cockroach and put the little spices on it, like, you know, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, and then feed it to you, you know, what if, for example, you know, you uh, got a female and she had the enzyme on her back and the eggs and stuff like that. So now you just ate a female cockroach and her eggs. Well, I'm assuming it's all cooked, right? Yeah, yeah, but still, even, like, the thought that, like, even though it's cooked, but there's still, like, roach eggs in my system that could hatch, well, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah, see, that's why I like that's why I like winter, because, for one, mm-hmm. it gets dark early. Number two, it's so cold that the bugs have to return to hell. I mean, I mean you can't really stop them if you're, they're in your house, obviously, but... Return to hell. Bugs return to hell. Um, you know, but I'll tell you, uh, on something on... Along those lines, like I make, um, I make a stir fry, stir fry. I make fried rice uh, pretty much every week. Sometimes on Tuesdays, sometimes on th- on Thursdays, and occasionally it's a chicken stir fry. Now in that stir fry recipe, I also use egg. Sorry, not stir fry. I keep saying stir fry. It's fried rice. So there's chicken and chicken egg in the fried rice. So it's some sometimes people will refer to that kind of dish dish as reunion chicken. 
Right, but yeah, but do 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 you see the difference? I mean, oh yeah, one's it's one's a chicken, one's a cockroach, but still the idea right. of pairing one thing with the next, or maybe you know, or having sushi where you've got like you know raw fish, some of it's raw fish, sashimi is, and you know maybe a little thing of roe. You know, I don't know, do you like roe at all, or the uh, you know like the salmon roe or tobiko or any of those things? Yeah, so still you but, eat that, but, you don't take it home and then salmon come flopping at your house. You know, that's well, no, but but. Unfortunately, I mean, I get what you're, I get what you're, I get what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. but um, okay, so chickens and obviously eggs aren't nasty, okay. Um, fish, for example, is not nasty. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the cockroach it just has a bad reputation of being disgusting and vile and very nightmarish. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that you know, unfortunately, they they're just disgusting. Like no. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to reconcile. I imagine they're a lot like soft-shelled crab. So I was talking to one of my employees, employees who kept cockroaches as, I want to say, yeah, food for like a, a pet that he had. Oh, okay. Um, and he had it. He had these roaches in a uh, in a bin. And it was like sealed up and everything like that, so he can still see the cockroaches on the inside. And and cockroaches breed very fast. Um, they don't have a hive mind. They don't have any type of hierarchy. Um, they're just cockroaches. Um, so there's so there's no necessary. There's not going to be necessarily like a master like nest or a queen or anything like that because cockroaches don't have queens. Oh. Um, but you know this this guy is sitting there telling me all about roaches. And I'm like taking notes because you know what? The more you know your enemy, the faster you, you know, the better you can kill your enemy. And I can't stand roaches. The more you know, the better you can kill. Uh, Let me tell you something: New York City cockroaches. Okay, forget about it. Forget about it. New York City cockroaches are like that friggin' big or bigger. Oh no! It's like so they, yeah, that's like. What is that, like five inches? Yeah. Four or five inches long? Yeah, they're they're big and disgusting, dude. We got those Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Yeah. Similar to, yeah, similar to those. You can get pretty big. Uh, you know, apparently they're just as disgusted by us as we are of them. Are you serious? That's what I've heard, yeah. The reason why they all scatter is because they're like, ah, human thing. Repulsive. Blah. That's... That's uh, I don't I heard that on QI and I don't know where they got their facts from, but uh, I like the idea, kind of. So do I. So we're we're equally disgusted by each other. That that's good. That's good. Right, right. Cockroaches and people. Yep. Okay. So now that it's officially December, um, now it's okay to talk about Christmas stuff. So. Okay. No, I'm just saying in general because you know how like back in October I was complaining how they were trying to like force Christmas down our throat and it wasn't even Halloween yet. Vaguely. Vaguely, yeah. Um, but now since it is Christmas, it's okay to talk about Christmas. Okay. So, this is Christmas. I even put a Christmas tree up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see it. No, I can't. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> it's a big red thing with a sword on it, isn't it? No, that's not. No. Christmas tree is is that way. Okay. In the living room. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, 
Woody are your branches? <laughs> I don't know the Thanks, No Christmas tree. Neither do I. Not a real Christmas tree either, just a big old fake one. I just know the, the Judy Tenuta version of that, which is uh, to this, to her version of uh, O Canada. There's, you know, <laughs> O Canada, blah, blah. I don't know the rest of it, but her home and native land, I, I don't know. I honestly don't. I'm sorry. I apologize to all of Canada, <laughs> but I, I'm not from there. And unless I want to make a point of, of learning a national anthem so I can recite them uh, at a whim, uh, it's not likely that I'll be remembering that anytime soon. I could do it as a bit, but I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so to Judy Tenuta was singing, Oh, Canada, oh, Canada, I came here for your ginger ale. I, I, think, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Anyway. Don't we have a lot of Canadian listeners? I don't know. Mm, I mean, maybe on SoundCloud we have a few. Yeah, we definitely have a, a few. Um, yeah, definitely have a few. Hey, so yeah, it's nice. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. See, you can't really see where I'm pointing, but I'm displaying my uh, my Canadian pride. I have my Canadian flag up. Mm-hmm. You're pointing that way. Yes, I'm pointing that way. Mm-hmm. That, that that's where the Canadian flag is. Cool. Canadian. I don't think I have a flag. In I don't think I possess a flag. Of any sort, I do. Yeah, yeah. I used to uh, collect flags from every place I went. Cool. Except obviously, I didn't. I didn't go to Canada for this flag. I mean, I went. I was like two hours from the Canadian border. So, did you get it in the gift shop uh, uh, near the border, in, or? No, I got it in like this Army Navy store, the surplus store. Oh, cool. Yeah, we have those here. Uh, we used to have a. One that had more than one location. It was a place called Picky Picky Pickies. It was like army surplus. So essentially I went in for a flag, and that's all I was going to go in for. I wound up purchasing the flag, uh, a Klingon batlet. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yep. And uh, I purchased a switchblade. Okay. S- switchblades are illegal, and you can't buy a switchblade in New Jersey. Oh. But you can everywhere else. So can you also yeah, not, yeah. can you also not possess one in New Jersey? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't buy one. You can't possess one. I mean, outside your house, you you can't. It's illegal. You can have one in your so, home. Right, as long as you know. Yeah, as long as no one knows about it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I got the 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 batlet and this and the the switchblade was like tw- uh, nineteen bucks. Huh. So I couldn't re- I couldn't resist. So I was like, yeah. So I got the flag, the Klingon batlet. And of course, a switchblade. Mm-hmm. You know, paying nineteen bucks for something is like um, getting a dollar off something that costs twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. So, and, and also, what's interesting is the fact that you know uh, we packed. Now, keep in mind, our honeymoon was based on cold states, like colder than Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. New Hampshire. And Maine, of course. And, you know, so everyone's like, oh, yeah, make sure you take a jacket because when you get to Maine, it's going to be like freezing cold, right? So for some reason, we didn't pack jackets and we wound up in New Hampshire first. And then we're like, okay, it's probably going to be colder than this. So we should probably buy jackets. So and that's fine too because I actually got a really nice one out of Wilson's leather. Um it was on sale. 
it's a nice black leather jacket or whatever. And so we get to Maine and it wasn't cold. Hmm. Wow. Hardly. So. So plug your Instagram so people can follow your exploits. Plug in my what? Plug your Instagram. Say what your Instagram is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's some people follow you on there. Because you've been. So. Yeah. Documenting your life lately on it. So that's cool. Absolutely. Okay. So. You can always find us at, of course, uh, the Antisocial Show on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But if you want to follow me personally, it's Zombie Bacterium. That's Z O M B I E B A C T E R I U M. I'm. Let's uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. And I'm. Uh, uh, now, is the antisocial shows? Isn't it? Uh, isn't its account on Instagram zombie infected? Uh, yes. So it's not antisocial show one like it is on Twitter. Correct. It's it's just yeah. It's it's zombie infected sixty eight. Okay. Okay. So antisocial shows Instagram is zombie infected sixty eight on Instagram. Yes. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> Uh, that's people outside. Of course, you can see me. Uh, I'm at revt23 as revt23 uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Skype. And uh, that's me. Um, so yeah, look out for Minecraft videos. Look out for Tyson Singer Gamer. Um, I say uh, happy holidays to people. If I don't talk to you again before Christmas, Hunter, have a uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, I probably will, but you know. Yes, definitely Merry Christmas. Uh, to you, Tyson, and of course, all of our listeners. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy whatever it is you celebrate this month, and also, by the way, sad, whatever it is that you want, if you want to mourn this month for some reason, uh, you know, then good on you, do that, you know, go through that if you need to. Um, I don't, I don't know who does that, but I don't want to rule out the possibility. And please don't uh, climb into ovens this year. Thank you. Don't climb into ovens. Well, yep. That's well. <laughs> well, that, well, that's about all the time we have for antisocial show. I'm Tyson Sainer, and I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Peace. Have a good time, folks.